Um, the, we, I talked to my wife. I said, well, listen, I'm going to have to do the show for a while, so I don't know what you want to do. And she said, well, let's just find a super Walmart. She kind of likes, you know, looking around, looking around in there. Wait, does Meredith want to yeah, get I on? Said, Can you just give her the phone and have her pop on for a second? No, no, no. I, I'd love to, and she'd be great. But I'm saying she's, I'm in the car in the parking lot. And uh, she's shopping. Doing the show. Okay. Yeah, she's gone in there to check things out. And I said, hey, I think I could find us a mall, you know, like a Texarkana or something. And um, and she was just like, no, nah, no, nah, let's just pull over and do a Super Walmart. So, um <laughs> My wife is a very refined woman, but she also kind of likes, you know, ripping it up at a, at a super Walmart, taking a peek. She said, what do I want? Stephen, like, when your wife says, what do you need, do you do you normally say, ah, oh, nothing? You sound like the kind of guy that would be like, I don't want to confuse it. I don't need anything. You can imagine what I say. I'm just like, I, I could use some cashews, even though, Stephen, I just pulled over and had Panda Express. I could use some cashews um, and, and some snacks and some very, and, and maybe I'll text her here in a minute, Stephen, during our first break and let her know that I, I could really use like some Topo Chico or Gatorade or something like that to kind of get me on down the road. But uh, some people pull over at Bucky's, which is fine. I like Bucky's. I have fun there. But um, we've chosen today a super, Stephen, I I don't think you even want to mess with like just a regular Walmart anymore. The Super Walmart is the way to go. Um, and um, Stephen, do you have a? Do y'all have one in McGregor yet? Or do you? What do you? Or is how, how <laughs> no, far do you have to go to get to a the nearest Walmart? It's uh, Hewitt is the closest one, which is only you know 15 minutes or so. But McGregor, we have a Brookshire's and then actually a couple different Dollar Generals if you if you need to get in there. But Walmart has not made its way to, to McGregor quite yet. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved in that deal, Stephen, and, and offer some tax abatements and things like that, and probably put a little proposal together and seeing if I can kind of get one. The Simcoxes deserve and have earned a Super Walmart, and um, I'll see what I can do on that front. Stephen, don't you love this new tie line technology we have? Like anywhere in the country. I'm surprised, Stephen. You you were allowed to go 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 witness the birth of yours. You should have like literally during the birth of your child, uh, your new child last week, been on been on the tie line. Were well, you they, a little surprised you weren't asked to do that? They encouraged that. I told them I don't have an iPhone, which is not true, but it it worked. So, <laughs> you know, I have an Android. And it works. I've got the tie line for an Android. It really works. It works well. Um, we've got a lot to get to today. And Stephen, let's uh, start by praising a local friend of ours. Comes on the show quite a bit. He was a man that was excited to see Stephen Simcox and Mosley reunited. And um, he's also a man that uh, has been extremely supportive of our show, Stephen. And he won a big award. Let's put our hands together for Mac Rhodes, named Athletic Director of the Year. Whoa! Stephen, this was the uh, Sports Business Journal, I believe. They, you know, that's like a, Stephen, you and I don't always read that because that's a little over our head. I mean, I don't want to speak for you. I mean, we both went to great, you know, universities, Baylor and TCU, so it's not like we don't have 
some pretty strong education in our backgrounds. We have very smart parents. But it's not like we wake up every day like, I wonder what the sports business journal has to say. Like, that's not our first stop. But Stephen, the sports business journal, which is like a very well-regarded publication in college sports, like people like Kevin Gall, Jovan, Overshawn over there at Baylor, they get up every day and they're like, what does the sports business journal have to tell us today? Like, if we wanted an interesting take on name, image, and likeness, <laughs> Stephen, I'm not going to mention any names, by the way. I uh, Yesterday, I told somebody in, in Waco, I said, this, it was somebody that owns a business, and I said, this new NIL thing could really be good for you. I said, we need to talk about like ways you could uh, profit from this. And, and uh, about midnight last night, this is a buddy of mine, but he owns the business there in town. I got a text back. And it just said, Matt, what, 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 I don't, I've never heard the acronym NIL. What is that? <laughs> you thought you were talking nil like soccer. <laughs> I was like saying the score of something. And so I let him know name, image, and likeness. And tomorrow, Stephen, tomorrow's program, I have secured us somebody uh, from Baylor, a high-ranking executive that's going to kind of walk us through everything that could happen next week. Okay, Stephen, when is July 1st? That's when this Texas, this new Texas law takes place and all these laws change. Is that Tuesday, I think, is the uh, 29th? I think, I think that's a week from today. Let me double check here. Yeah, July 1st okay. is a week from today, next uh, Thursday. Next Thursday, like the like Matthew Meyer under the laws of our state, we'll, we'll be able to make money off his name, image, and likeness. And he's got some tricks up his sleeve. You know, we talked to Matt the other day, and so that's going to be fascinating to watch. And tomorrow, Stephen, <clears throat> we, uh, we have, um, we have the uh, new director of strategy for Baylor, Kevin Gall, also, uh, also happens to be a close friend of mine. Uh, Stephen, he will be on with us, okay? You like Kevin. And I saw a picture of Kevin's uh, sons. Uh, they were at uh, Scott Drew Basketball Camp, or maybe they just call it Baylor Basketball Camp. Stephen, when I was a kid, they, the, they would send me to Grant Taft Football Camp, <clears throat> and then I got to be, I was a decent high school player at Kaufman. Not, not great by any stretch, but a decent, like a decent defender. Took a lot of charges, kind of a hard-nosed player, Stephen, about what you would guess. Uh, I don't actually. I don't know if you would guess that, but they had the Gene Iba camp, and I was telling somebody the other day. <laughs> I said, I said the Gene Iba camp. You you weren't allowed to ever shoot. You just had to pass the entire time. <laughs> just working on bounce passes and taking charges. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about tweeting that joke out, but I think it's kind of a limited audience. You know, like if you know, you know. If you know Gene Iba, that works. That joke works. But he was kind of an old school. I like Gene, but he was an old school disciplinarian. They got rid of Daryl Johnson, who was cheating his rear off. And we, we, we had people in Arkadelphia, like, writing papers on Mike Tyson for kids. And, uh, and then we faxed him across state lines, which is like a federal offense. I mean, we were cheating. Now, we put together a great team. If we had ever gotten to see that team, Steven, under Daryl Johnson, could have been one of the best teams in Baylor history. He put together, like, 
you know our buddy Jim Howler? The stuff they ran Jim out on right now, they'd be giving Jim a raise for now. They ran Jim out for some stupid deal where a guy tried to tape him, and, and, and Jim didn't even, I honestly, I don't think Jim Howler to this day could tell you much about steroids. But some dude went in there taping something, and they ran Jim Howler out of there. And, again, I'm still mad about that because Jim didn't deserve that. He deserved a lot better. But, of course, Jim landed on his feet, became a great banker, and then he became a great TV analyst. So, Jim, you can't keep Jim Howler down. I just wanted to see him coach for another decade, and I felt like we were robbed of that. But, of course, Stephen, what's Jim doing right now? He's out on a golf course. He's what he's doing what we wish we were doing. He's out on a golf course or playing tennis or something. The man lives a good life. All right, Stephen, um, what do we, and you can, by the way, text us. Uh, Stephen, can, I'm on the road, so Stephen will have to tell me what's coming in. 254-662-1660. Stephen, while we have a second here, I mean, and by the way, I didn't give you enough of an opportunity. What do you want to say about Mac? Mac Rhodes, Athletic Director of the Year. Stephen, you want to you want to like say a few words about about Mac and what he's accomplished this past year? Mac, you did an incredible job, great leader, uh, and I mean it's it's pretty incredible what Baylor has done. Obviously, headlined by the men's basketball team winning the national title, but in just about every sport, they were successful, and I think that speaks to the culture he built there. So, well deserved honor for Mac Rhodes, and good to see people are uh, recognizing it across the country. Yeah, Steve. Think about think about. I mean, this, I think it's a sign of progress that you're the athletic director of the year when your football team went two and nine. I mean, think about that. We what do we do in life? What do we do in college? I mean, college football runs everything. That's why we spent the last two weeks talking about this new expanded playoff. Baylor had a rough year. They had a brand new coach. They had COVID. They had all kinds of issues. They fought through it. Fought through it. Had a bad season. But the, the, the rest of the athletic department, all, what's that old saying, Stephen? Some, uh, all tides raise boats or whatever? That's somebody not will, it. I'm not sure will, what it is, but I know that's somebody not will, it. All, high tides raise boats. Somebody text that in, 254-662-1660. The bottom line is all the rest of these coaches in sports raised up football this year. We won a national title. So football, while it didn't have a great year, could go out, make some new hires. We're going to take another crack at it. Got great defensive players. And the rest of the school, volleyball, <clears throat> I mean, what did volleyball do, Stephen? Like almost make the Final Four? Like came one mm-hmm. match away from the Final Four. Tennis played for the national title. Equestrian did as good as always. Acro tumbling won the national title, as it always does. Baseball kind of hung in there, up and down season but uh, really fought back. Softball went to the tournament, did really well. That that program's going to be knocking on the door of another World Series soon. What am I missing, Stephen? Anything? Did I get? Did I do a pretty good job there? Track and field. Tennis. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did say tennis. Yeah, we played for the okay. national title in tennis, uh, in men's tennis. Women's tennis did well. Golf. Uh, our women advanced to the NCAA tournament and did extremely well. Men missed it. They always, almost never do. So they just had a a little bit of a down season, but they're great. And, you know, Mike McGraw is basically uh, one of my greatest friends. You think that, Stephen, would Mike say that? I don't know. I don't want to overstate that. Mike is a good friend. I'll just put it that way. I don't, I don't want Mike to hear that and go, Mosley's overstating our friendship. Um, but, but he is a good friend, and he is a, a guy we love having on. 
But uh, who is the uh, who is our favorite uh, golfer, Stephen? I don't think you were on with me. It was really funny. Garrett doesn't really care for Garrett Ross doesn't care for golf, and so I made the poor guy talk golf with me every day because Baylor had <laughs> Baylor had a, a a female golfer. She'll be back next year. Why am I drawing a blank on her name? Anyway, she's incredible, and she she made it. She the first two days she was like in the top ten of the U.S. Open. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And Steve, poor Garrett. Garrett didn't know a lick about golf, and I just kept making him talk about golf. He was so. I think he was kind of frustrated. He just took off. He just said, "I've had enough with all you guys." And now he's taking pictures at like the FedEx Field or something. I don't know what he's doing up there. Is he? Is he some kind of Washington football team fan? Is that the deal? He is. Yeah, he's a Washington football team fan. Okay, you're not saying much. All right, Stephen. Um, I don't know. He's, he's just road tripping, man. He's just kind of going I know, across the country. I know. I you, the way you did that is like, a, man, I'm not supposed to talk about him. <laughs> I'm not supposed to mention him again. Yeah. <laughs> These people just disappear. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like they vanish. Um, but I love them. I lo- all the people who leave. I I still love them all, even though some of them like block me on Twitter and stuff. All right, Stephen, uh, live from a super Walmart in Sulphur Springs. We are going to get you ready. Uh, at the last minute the other day, we had uh, Freddie Gillespie on. I'm going to let you hear a little bit of that today and in, uh, in the magic of uh, Stephen. But Stephen, next, there's a lot going on NBA-wise, okay? There's something that happened last night. I mean, I could do two segments on what Trey Young did last night. We need to mention that. But Rick Carlisle, the Mavericks coach, has already got a new job. And now he's telling the Mavericks who they have to hire to replace him. All of that is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see mostly clear skies tonight. Again, just a few clouds around, but dry conditions as low temperatures fall to 76 degrees. A few clouds tomorrow morning, otherwise mostly sunny. It's going to be a hot and humid day with a high of 96. Our heat index in the afternoon, 102. And mostly sunny, hot and humid weather continues on Saturday with a high of 96. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Morris Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. 
It's the 4th of July sales event going on at Allen Samuels on the new 2021 1500 Ram Lone Star Quad Cab Trucks. The three-peat motor train truck of the year is built to serve with total values up to $52.50 or 0% for 72 months plus $1,000. Allen Samuels located at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come see the Ram Lone Star Quad Cab during the 4th of July sales event. Visit Allen Samuels today or online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Come by. Let's be friends. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita me vas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1 0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2 0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3 2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the 7 on 7 state championships. Temple, Harker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Mosley and Simcox with you until 4 o'clock. And um, I tell you what, I, I'm headed to Arkansas. Stephen is right there in our uh, studios there in Waco. I would encourage you, uh, go get a little money out of your account at Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. And then... Uh, and then head over, Stephen. I the other day I was just wowed by that beautiful. Uh, have, have their common grounds. I always went to the one by the Baylor campus. I, it was coming in as I was there for law school, like and Jill Mashburn, uh, one of my college buddies, actually owned it. Well, she sold it to a guy named Blake Batson. Well, now he has a common ground, Stephen, off uh, Highway 84 out there. And so what I would do right now is go get one of those frozen cappuccinos. And then if you're kind of really wanting to jumpstart your weekend, I know today's only Thursday, Stephen, it connects to a, uh, a really nice pizza parlor. And they have like uh, 15 different 
uh, a lot of local beers, a lot of uh, craft beers from around Texas. They have all that on tap, okay? Steven, you and I can't be promoting that type of thing because our moms listen, but for those kind of pe- for those people that are into that sort of thing, uh, that is a great uh, opportunity for you. Steven, another thing I always like to bring up is my favorite sandwich shop in the country, but certainly Central Texas, and that is Schmaltz's. Schmaltz's just uh, renewed with us as our partnership. We knew they would because we love Schmaltz and we love sending them all kinds of all kinds of business, and uh, we love having our Schmaltz's weekly trivia contest. Okay, so if you're in your car, pull over, pull over, because you want to be able to text, but I don't want you to text and drive. The CNC Collision text line is 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. Stephen, uh, what is our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week? Thanks, Matt. Yeah, we're doing a uh, College World Series theme today. Texas playing Virginia tonight to try to stay alive in the field. I want to know, last Big 12 team to win a national title in baseball, in what year was it? Last Big 12 team to win a national title in baseball, what year was it? 254-662-1660. Text us now, 254-662-1660. Send us a text. Last Big 12 team to win a national title in baseball and give me the year and we will announce the winner at the end of this segment. All right, um, and thank you, Schmaltz's. The last Big 12 team to win a national title in baseball. Stephen, they don't know, I mean, I, I think we they need to know, they need to say the team and the year. Are we looking for the team and yes, the year or they team, just need to get the team right? Team and the year, that's right. Mm-hmm. Both. Stephen, it's been, it's been 30 seconds since you asked the question. Do we have a correct answer yet? Let me check the text line here. 254-662-1660. Oh, we got some good guesses. We do not have a correct answer yet, so keep pouring it in. 254-662-1660. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's always funny, Stephen. I was thinking about the, you know, you know how the Big 12, uh, you know, SMU never had a baseball program. The Big 12 has 10 teams. But I think, doesn't one of the teams not play baseball? And then the other night I was looking, and uh, maybe it's Iowa State. Iowa State does not play baseball, that's correct, yeah. So I was looking at the, and I don't think I realized this, there were only nine volleyball teams in the Big 12. And I thought, well, that's weird. You know, Title IX and everything, why wouldn't everybody have a volleyball team? And (laughs) I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State does not play volleyball. Hmm. Like, yeah, does that, does I think that seem weird to you. It does, and I, I don't feel like this is the case at Baylor because I'm thinking now, and I believe they have pretty much all the sports covered. But there's a couple schools in the league that, like TCU, doesn't play softball, uh, and I guess that's a you know Title IX balancing thing. I would think they would play softball, but they they don't have a softball program, so there's only nine teams in in that uh, sport too. Did they not play when you were at TCU? No. I mean, how weird is that? You're in Fort Worth. You've got a great baseball program. Like, why in the world would you not play softball? All right, Stephen, you should make that your pet project to bring softball bring to softball TCU. Back? That that uh, podcast you do, I love that thing that locked on. Ooh, that's good. I that's a that's a good. I don't I don't normally uh, 
like to listen to TCU stuff, but <laughs> when I do, I uh, I like that I like that podcast you have. Um, locked on horn frogs. Yeah, locked on horn frogs. There's a pastor named Jeremy somebody. I think he's a nice guy. He's a big frog. He writes about he writes about TCU stuff. Uh, Jeremy Clark, does that sound right to you? So you're mixing up your people. Jeremy Clark is a TCU guy. He's not a pastor, but Jeff Mitchell is a pastor, and he also writes about TCU. So Jeff okay, Mitchell is okay. you kind of combine them into yeah. one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I prefer to go through life thinking they are one person. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to stick with that. Maybe Jeremy okay, Clark is um, a pastor. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they, those were names I sort of knew somehow. All right, uh, this is something, Stephen, that we need to hit on. So. Tim McMahon had the news today that Rick Carlisle was um, going to the Indiana Pacers. I mean, that's where he used to coach. And, I mean, you just think about that. He's leaving a generational talent in Luka Doncic to go with, like, what do they have? Donatus, how do you say his name? Uh, Sabonis. And, I don't know, Cooperstein was acting like they had a great point guard. Who's he talking about? Who's the Indian, who's the Pacers point guard that he'd be talking about? Anyway, I don't even think the Pacers are that great. And he left the Mavericks team that really, because of Luka, should be on the rise, and he got the heck out of town. I am fascinated with this. And then uh, uh, this is what he said uh, about Luka Doncic. This is Rick Carlisle as he takes the Pacers job. He said, I just sent him a message thanking him for three amazing years. I learned many things from him, and I told him that I'm glad I'm only going to see him twice a year. I mean it in the most complimentary way, of course. I think he's the best young player in the world. I think these three years set up as a major springboard for the next ten for him. I expect him to be an NBA champion. I expect him to be a multiple MVP winner. I just have an amazing level of respect for his abilities and his grasp of the game. He's truly a once-in-the-generation type player. I mean, can you imagine... uh, so I, so I left. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I got the heck out of Dodge. Um, he, said, uh, he said two years ago that he told him he was going to give him the ball, allow him to create. I was going to allow him to shape his career, to make mistakes, to make great plays, to go through winning, to go through losing, and that I felt it was a very important part of who he was going to become as a player. He's taken that responsibility, and he's turned it into a supermax career. But I believe he also understands that legacies are truly about championships. That was his history in Europe, and I predict that it'll be a history in the NBA as well. Again, Stephen, you're right. I mean, you can say all this great stuff, and and but he's gone. You left with two years on your contract. So whether it was the Donnie thing, which is hard to believe, whether it was Cuban, eh, he had a pretty good relationship with Cuban. I mean, I think the, the transcendent star player did not care for Rick Carlisle. He showed him up on a routine basis. And he wanted him gone. And it happens. Dirk was ready for Avery to be gone. And Avery was gone. I think Luca was ready for Rick to hit the road. And now Rick takes a big deal with the Pacers, who honestly aren't that great. I mean, the Pacers, they didn't even make the playoffs this year. I mean, you know how easy it is to make the playoffs usually in the East? I mean, did, did I, am I missing that, Stephen? Did the Pacers do anything? I don't remember anything they, about their season. They were in the play-in game, but they did not officially make the playoffs. Oh, okay. And All right. They made the play-in I mean, game. they got a couple good guards. Like, Malcolm Brogdon's there, Karis LeVert, but it's they were 34-38 and 38 last year. I mean, they were not a, a great team at all. 
I don't know where. Where did the guy that used to be with the Magic end up? You know, the the, the dunk champion um, that, that was Gordon? with the Pacers at one point. No, 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 no. I know where Aaron Gordon is because he's with Denver. But right. the the he was the dunk champion. He, I don't know if he won the dunk or not, but that was early. And then he got hurt, and he was with the Pacers at one point. But then he was with the oh geez, I'm just trying to. I just suddenly can't think where he is. He played at Indiana. He played at the University of Indiana, and he was a lottery pick a few years oh, ago. Oh, Victor Oladipo? Yeah, where is he? I think he, he was hurt last year. I think he ended up in Miami. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, they they were, they were saying that the Pacers had a great point guard, and that didn't, that didn't really resonate with me. Yeah, okay, Oladipo's um, in Miami. Okay. Now, good for you. Listen to this, Stephen. Um, <laughs> Rick... No, I mean it. I, I didn't mean that. It sounded sarcastic. I actually <laughs> was glad you knew that. Rick Carlisle, taught, this is what he said about the Mavs on his way out. It's hard to put an exact finger on it, talking about why he left. It's just a feeling that I had that it would be mutually beneficial. My hope is that Jason Kidd will be the next coach of the Mavs because he and Luca have so many things in common as players. I just think that it would be a great situation for Luca, and I think it would be an amazing situation for Jason. I'm the only person on the planet that's coached both of those guys and that knows about all of their special qualities as basketball players. Uh, now, here's the thing. Kid, I got to know him. He would come on with us. I, during the championship, I was in the locker room all the time. I spent a lot of time with him. He's very, very smart. He's a, he's a thoughtful guy. I enjoyed my conversations with him. So far, I have been correct in my prediction that he would be really, really bad at coaching. Okay, it didn't go well the first time out. Who did he start out with? Steve with the Bucks or something? Was he with the Bucks? I mean, or was yes, he with the was he with the Nets? Okay, he the Bucks. Start with the Bucks, yeah. Okay, so he's with the Bucks and he's spilling stuff on himself on purpose. He's bumping into players to try to. I mean, he's doing weird things. He is a very he's a highly intellectual guy. He is a thoughtful guy. Okay, I just thought his style, which is extremely sort of laid back. He, he was a great player, and the Mavs probably don't win a title without him. Okay, so I'm forever grateful for the 2011 run. I just don't think he's good. I just don't think he's good as a coach. I don't, I mean, just watching him in that brief time, he was doing his thing. I didn't understand. I, I had no understanding of what he was trying to accomplish. There didn't seem to be a clear vision. Now, he's kind of gone and become an assistant and maybe kind of repaired some of the image from his first coaching, maybe this will work. But it feels weird to me. He was with the Mavs early as a, you know, as a rookie. That blew up. He came back. They won a title. Then he got mad and, and Cuban got mad at him because he, he said he was going to become the Mavericks and he decided to go elsewhere as a player. And now he's going to come back. I don't, for whatever reason, this seems like a weird, I mean, I, I guess in some ways people would say it's a great fit. Steven, I don't love the fit. Jason Kidd as coach of the Mavs. Do you see it differently? I don't see it differently. I mean, Jason Kidd was, as you said, a great player. Uh, the track record as a coach has not been fantastic. And, I mean, I think Jason Kidd, he's a point guard, so... Potentially, does he allow Luca to kind of do his thing and play 
Um, his style of ball, sure. But I could also see Jason Kidd being very much like, no, I'm the smartest guy in the room. We're going to run a lot of plays. We're going to do a lot of things. And that might be better for Dallas, but it seems like they function best when Luka is just kind of improving and finding ways to make things happen in isolation. Um, I don't think Carlisle should have been fired. I, I feel like this is a roster management issue, but he was the, the domino to fall. I just I don't see Jason Kidd as an upgrade from what they had in, in Rick. If you're bringing somebody in, as Mark Cuban said before he let him go, he looks at coaching as if you're going to fire somebody, you got to have a replacement that's better, and I don't think Jason Kidd is that guy. The The – I wish he could come in as more of like a player development. Uh, I mean, again, I like him. The The only way it works is if Luca is kind of, you know, if, if they somehow form like an incredible partnership. Because, you know, like Steve Nash, I, I didn't know he's got a kind of a weird laid back attitude. But it, but it probably works, much like Steve Kerr. Now, he doesn't talk as much as Steve Kerr. But I'm saying, with the stars in Brooklyn, Nash, that attitude probably works. With a young guy like Luca, I don't know if that kind of real laid-back doesn't say much at all. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe Luca will take the next step because he's already great. I mean, what does he need to do? What does he need to do? Well, the next step, according to Donnie Nelson, was get some of his teammates more involved. The other thing, Stephen, I was going to say, and let you have a word on as well, is that Trey Young, I mean, how awesome is this? Luca and Trey will forever be attached because the, the they traded for each other. The the Hawks took um, the the Hawks took Luca for the Mavs and you know they traded those picks, Trey Trey Young and, and Luca. Mavs wanted Luca. Mavs were picking fifth and they, they traded up to uh, to, to be able to get Luca, and so that was a swap. I, Stephen, I, I don't. I mean, I think we know Luca probably is the better all-around player. But if this guy goes on and like gets in the finals and keeps scoring forty a game, what do we have to say, Stephen? I mean, I, I think we got to say, huh? Maybe Trey Young's one of the top five to ten players in this game. I mean, this is entertainment at its best. This is shimmy and shake and then shoot a three. I mean, Stephen, the people that are out there saying, I don't watch the NBA. I don't like the NBA. I mean, they're missing out. They're missing out on greatness. What Trey Young is doing is phenomenal. And, uh, Stephen, I am, I am highly entertained, as I know you are, too. He's fantastic, and he's a lot of fun to watch. That's an interesting perspective, and I think you're right. Like, at a certain point, he's in the Eastern Conference Finals. They won a game. They could be in the Finals. Uh, you, you do have to say, all right, Luke is amazing, and the Hawks have obviously built a better team around Trey Young that fits better than the Mavs have Dallas, but also Trey Young's the leader on a team that might be playing for a championship, and I think that vaults him above Luka Doncic. It's also worth noting in that same draft, the first pick was DeAndre Ayton, and I know he's not the same uh, – he doesn't share the same scoring load that Luka and Trey Young do – but he's averaging uh, 14 and 10 this season. Matt, he had 24 the other night against the Clippers, had that tip-in dunk. That's another team that got a guy, and it helps that they already had Devin Booker there, and they got Chris Paul. But they've done a pretty great job of building a team around you know a star and getting a top pick, and Dallas still can't get out of the first round. So uh, that's, that's a problem, and, and they have to find a way to, to fix that. 
Yeah, and uh, in that same draft, Stephen, the Sacramento Kings took Marvin Bagley the third. <laughs> Has he made the playoffs oh, yet? <laughs> How embarrassing is that? They took Marvin Bagley the third, and like the three other guys from that draft are just going crazy right now. I mean, they're awesome. <laughs> and they took Marvin Bagley the third. I'm so embarrassed for them. All right, Stephen, we got a chance to talk to the greatness. This is a Toronto Raptors player. The NBA comes to the Mosley and Simcox show. Freddie Gillespie is next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Jeep Freedom Day sales event is going on right now at Freedom Country in Killeen. And you can catch a great deal on hundreds of vehicles, both in-store or online. And every new Jeep comes with a membership to America's most valuable customer care program, the Jeep Wave Customer Care Program. Get worry-free maintenance for your new Jeep at no additional cost. Come see why you can always buy for less in Killeen. Visit us in-store or online at freedomcountry.com. We're making car buying easy with five makes, two stores, all in one location at Freedom Country. All right. It is time to talk about the official lawyer of the Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox show. That is Craig D. Cherry, and uh, he is a uh, member of the esteemed law firm of Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry, and I, I, I thought, Stephen, what I would do here is read a little bit of, of one of the cases I was looking today, at the cases he's worked on. He and I actually went to law school together, if you could believe that. He, uh, he actually went the full run there and, at Baylor Law School and became really one of the top litigators around. Uh, I do want to tell you how to look up their law firm. It's swclaw.com. That's swclaw.com. The number is 254-651-3690. Stephen, listen to this one. Um, Craig's, uh, Craig's client, it, one, this is part of his experience, one-time pseudo distributor for breach of contract, trade secret, misappropriation, and trademark infringement, with cases pending simultaneously in France and in federal court in the United States. The case settled favorably for Craig's client for a confidential sum. Something, uh, Stephen, I, I would say that if you can, if you're in Central Texas and then you know the federal laws and then you know the, the laws, in the French laws, you're doing okay. And uh, in, in some of the cases he's been a part of are pretty in, uh, incredible. And uh, he's, uh, he's taken on um, uh, large trucking companies. The, the great thing about Craig and this law firm is that they're not just, okay, we only take one side, or we're only plaintiff's attorneys. They can do it all. And if you need help, I would call them 254-651-3690. It is Craig Cherry. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Trey Young put in 48 points last night, and the Suns take a 1-0 lead in the East Finals, beating the Bucks 116 to 113. Tonight in the Western Conference Finals, the Suns are at the Clippers. Suns lead that series 2-0. Tip is at 8 o'clock. The Stanley Cup semifinals continue tonight with Vegas at Montreal. Montreal has a 3-2 lead in that series. Several teams in the area head to College Station today for the start of the seven-on-seven state championships. Temple, Harker Heights, China Spring, Lorena, Lake Belton, and Academy have all qualified. Astros on a 10-game winning streak, blasting Baltimore last night 13 to nothing. Now head to Detroit for a series with the Tigers, 6-10 first pitch. Rangers try to start their own streak today with the afternoon game with the A's. You can catch that game over on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Steven Simcox here with you. Coming up on Game Time later today, we mentioned earlier Mac Rhodes won the Sports Business Journal Athletic Director of the Year Award. And Mac's actually going to join Tom and myself at 5 o'clock this afternoon, so tune into that. Also, have Ray Biles at 4.30. Lorena football head coach as uh, they're playing down, as well as a lot of other Central Texas teams in the 7-on-7 state tournament this afternoon. Right now, though, I want to uh, let you hear an interview that Matt did earlier with Freddie Gillespie. Freddie, former Baylor basketball player, has gone on to have a, a nice sort of second half of the season with the Toronto Raptors, so they discuss that and more. Here's Matt Mosley with former Baylor big man Freddie Gillespie. Pleased to be joined by Freddie Gillespie, star player for Baylor, now in the NBA with the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors. Freddie, it's getting to where you can't exactly sneak into town. I'm sorry. It took me about <laughs> 10 minutes to realize you had made it into town because Baylor loves to brag on you. And, yeah. and, and they, they, you were taking that picture with the national title trophy. Uh, so if you wanted to kind of come in under the, the guise of uh, darkness, it's, it's kind of impossible these days. Freddie, you've become too successful. Yeah, no. So when I was kind of like, I was like, okay, I knew that like when I come back to Waco, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to, I can't, I like, people are going to take, take, like, take it personally if I don't tell them I come back. So and there's no, like it's already a small <laughs> town, so. I was like, so I'm, like, I'm going to be seen. So I was like, I made sure I, I put enough, uh, I, I cut out enough time to see everybody, and I, I notified all the people I was coming back. So, well, did the, um, did Scott put you to work? Did Jerome? Did they like get you? They're doing, they're running those camps. I can imagine those mm-hmm. kids would have gone crazy if you had shown up. Did you? Uh, did they suddenly try to get you work in that camp uh, that, now that you're back in town? No, I was. Uh, no, they didn't. I came back and then. Oh, and then uh, Coach Drew just asked me to play a little one-on-one against some players, or, or, or actually it was five-on-one, so and see if they could score. And you know, again, and I, no one scored, so I, 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 I think I still got the uh, the, the big 12-all defensive prowess. But uh, that was it, though. Did you feel bad about blocking the shots of of ten-year-old campers? I mean, or did you did you feel okay about that? No, I mean, you know, I mean, they have to learn early. That you know, that no one's gonna take it easy, easy on them. <laughs> so they, they got they got to learn it early. Oh my goodness! Well, it's uh, it's been fun to uh, to watch, and and then for for I saw you at the uh, in Indianapolis, and, and it was quite yeah. a sight to see you and Tristan and Devontae all riding around on scooters. In fact, it worried yeah. me 
I thought, is this is this a good thing for a man who's who's about to? And you know, it wasn't too long. What was that timeline like? Baylor wins the national title. I remember you were supposed to be somewhere. You were going to have to fly out the day of the game, and you were trying to debate on whether you were going to be able to stay or not. What was that yeah. timeline between Baylor winning the national title, and then you getting back to? Um, you know, the, the G League team, and then, of course, you get called up, and the rest is history. How quickly did all that happen? Yeah, so um, I'm out there in Indy, and then, you know, I was, I was going to leave, you know, before the national championship game, but then everyone was like, you know, stay. you got to be there. Like, stay. I was like, all right, I'll stay. So, um, and then, you know, and then Monday comes, and, you know, of course, there's all the fanfare on the national championship game, and then my, uh, my agent calls me. He said, hey, <laughs> um, Toronto was to call you up, and they want you on the plane out of Indianapolis immediately. And I was like, and he might. So I only had one backpack because I only packed like for like a weekend in Indy. So all my stuff was still back in, still back in Houston where I was training at. Um. So, but I said okay. So I just took that one bag and then flew to Tampa because uh, that's where the team was at. That's where they're playing because Canada's shut down because of COVID. Um. So I went. So I flew to Tampa and then, um, entered the <laughs> entered the quarantine. Uh, the seven-day quarantine, and then on, on Saturday, I said right, my quarantine ended. That I got there that Monday. My quarantine ended on Saturday, and then I was on a flight to uh to uh, was like to Cleveland, and then I checked into my first NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's we got to touch on that, but I got to ask you: Does it feel different? Uh, you know, you watch the national title happen, then you fly out of town. Now that Baylor has actually won one, do when when you have like a Baylor T-shirt on, or you or somebody brings it up, do people almost respond differently now uh, in the in the aftermath of this national title? Have you have you noticed any change in how people react when when they realize you played at Baylor? Yeah. So before, um, you know, when um, you know, I, I would tell people though they would see me wear a Baylor shirt or you know Baylor basketball shirt, they'd be like, "Oh, you went to Baylor? That's cool." I say, "Oh yeah, so yeah." Like, "Oh, that's so cool," you know. Well, like, good for you. And then, um. And then now, you know, they see it. They're like, they're like, wait, they're like, were you on the like, like Scott Drews Baylor? Like, you were part of that. I was like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on the team. But the year before, I was on the team. They're pretty good then too. And they're like, so, um, I got to try to explain the whole situation. Like, oh, that's so cool. You won a national title. I was like, well, not technically speaking, but I know, I know the guys that did pretty well. So, um, yeah, there's a bit. So then they want to ask a bunch of questions about that, and they want to know, like, oh, what's Coach Drew like? How cool is it? Like, you know. That's such a great job he did. So it's just a little, the conversations are just a bit longer now. It's not just, oh, that's cool, you go to Baylor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it leads to other things. Freddie Gillespie joining us now uh, has signed an extension, a contract with the Toronto Raptors. And I love the NBA, Freddie. I watch it constantly. I got to say, I was a little sad because I, I was kind of hoping you'd catch on with the Mavs. Um, in that last game of the season, or right at the end of the season, when you ran into the Mavs, and, and obviously by then you were putting up some really good numbers with the Raptors. Did, yeah. did any of the Mavs kind of joke about, hey, we might have missed the boat on you? <laughs> what were, did, you did you recognize some of the buddies that you ran into at Mavs camp? Uh, yeah, no, I did. They all were like, you know, congratulations, man. That's a big time. You know, um, you know, Bo Bonnie's, I mean, everyone loves him. You know, he came over and gave me a hug. He was like, congrats before the game. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, Coach Carlo came and congratulated me. And I think, you know, for them, I mean, they were just like, hey, you know, you know, it didn't work out with us. We're happy it worked out for you. So, yeah, and it has worked out. I, you know, Freddie, I, I guess all you can do is just do what you've always done and just show up and play as hard as possible. But, I mean, it, it, most people, it takes them a little while to get up to speed. 
what was that first game like? Was it almost good to just get thrown in as quickly as you did, or was it? Were there huge butterflies? How, how? What was that? What was that situation like in your in your first NBA game? Um, yeah, it was big. I mean, it was just you know, I think for me, it was yeah, it was kind of nice to get thrown in there because um, you know, I didn't really have time to dwell on and think about you know, oh, it's my first game or. Or, you know, or, you know, I didn't have to make sure I knew the plays because they never taught them to me. So they were like, <laughs> so uh, I didn't know I, I couldn't mess up on defense. And I, messed, I couldn't call the wrong defensive scheme because they didn't teach it to me. So they were just like, go out there and play basketball and, you know, <laughs> and, and learn and, and do some on-the-job training. Um, so it was very low stakes. Uh, the coaches all told me, they're like, look, man, just play hard and, you know, give us what you can. And we'll see what we can do with it. Um, so, uh, which, which was kind of a, and then, you know, the, the results, I mean, it worked out that it worked out nicely for me, but I think that was better than, you know, making this whole thing with this whole build up to your first game and you know, all this thinking and overthinking to it. It was just, you know, sink or swim, go out there. You know, it's really cool to watch uh, the center you were backing up um, kind of late in the year. You know, he's, I think, was maybe an undrafted or kind of an unheralded guy coming out. And both of y'all became kind of a one-two punch. Freddie, it's got, it had to be kind of interesting because you probably don't know until you get out there, okay, is my game going to hold up, same as I was doing in the G League? What will it be like at the NBA level? And, Freddie, you just kept blocking shots. And I'd look at your stat line, it'd be like two or three blocks. Were you? Yeah. Was, was there any part of you, Freddie, that was almost uh, a little surprised at, at just how quickly and how much uh, – and I guess the great thing is Coach Nurse started rewarding you and giving you more and more time. But were you almost a, were a little surprised that it that you had that much success that quickly? Um, I mean, you know, I think yes and no. I think for me it was, you know – I mean, you, I mean, I, you know, because it was it was incremental. You know, it was it was for me. It was you know, it wasn't college, and then and then um, it wasn't it wasn't college to uh, straight to my first NBA game. It was all right, college, and I was out in Miami training with a lot of pros who were out there for like six months, and then I went to training camp with the Mavs, and then and then I went to and then I, I played in some G League games who, who were there's some very great pros and players in there. And then, you know, and then um, got to my first NBA game. So it was it was more incremental for me, so I, which I think, you know, prepared me more. But also it was like, man, like I'm really – it was more like, man, I really am blocking DeMarcus Cousins and Kyrie. Like, <laughs> this is actually <laughs> happening. So that was kind of like more the, the shock factor there. But um, for me, like I said, but they made it clear. They're like, look, you keep blocking shots, and then we'll keep playing here. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was simple. <laughs> Freddie Gillespie joining us, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. One of my favorite moments was when you were doing that Zoom call with the reporters and um, and they were asking you about the defense. And, Freddie, you were, you suddenly got a little nervous because you didn't want to share any inside secrets yeah. from the team. Yeah. That, yeah. Got, that got a, a lot of attention. I, I would imagine the uh, the coaches appreciated because uh, you, you were very polite about it. But you I think yeah. that you basically said, hey, I think I'd rather not answer that one. Yeah, because um, people don't, yeah, it's like when you're trying to get into the league, you know, you know, like, you know, you want to make sure that like, you're doing the right things. And also, like, when you get, like, when you get called up, there's really no orientation. You know, they kind of just throw you in and, like, kind of just, like, figure it out as you go along. So, like, a lot of things I was, like, you know, I didn't really know how to respond to because, you no, know, no one ever said, oh, here's how you, you know, at the beginning of the season, there's a lot of, hey, here's how you do your interviews. Here's how you, we want you to answer questions. Here's, you know, but, um, yeah, and then I was kind of in it. So I was like, I'm not messing this opportunity up. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'll, I'll pick silence okay, over risking this opportunity. <laughs> okay, now what is the uh, off season going to be like for you? I can imagine 
Um, boy, they tr- probably tried to get you into the Olympics. I mean, there's so many other, uh, there's so many opportunities out there. And, and of course, you want to continue to uh, hone your craft and, and build on what you did late in the season. What are, what are your plans for the off season? Uh, yeah. So for me, um, you know, the, so the Raptors are no, well known for their off season training, um, the off season, the, the off season development program. Um, so a lot of it is just, you know, I'll be out and I'll be out working with them for a lot of, for a lot of couple of mini camps um, throughout the summer. It's like a little week long, week and a half long mini camps. Um, and then I'll be, you know, playing in summer league. Um, so that'll be like, you know, with about, you know, 10 days with actual games. And I think the camp before summer league is like, you know, six days. It'll be like 17 days total in August. So that'll be pretty big. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, just, you know, like I said, I'm back. I can get into training back here in Waco is always good. I came back here and, you know, I got some workouts in here. And um, that's always great to kind of, you know, <laughs> get back to your roots. Um, but yeah, and I'll be out in Houston for the most part, just doing obviously training. And my trainers there are in communication with the with, with the Raptors staff to make sure that you know I'm on the right I'm, I'm on the right track and do what I need to get done. All right, are you going to lobby the Raptors to uh, uh, the the scouts and all? You got two Baylor players that could go in the first round. Have you uh, have you are you going to give them some inside knowledge, perhaps on uh, Davion and uh, obviously Jared? And did you hear the news today? Meyer is coming back to Baylor, so we, we do yeah, get yeah, yeah so, we, do, we get another year of the mullet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I was talking with Matt about that, and you know, he was kind of I was on the phone with him a couple or someone was talking about with him that I think like the week or two weeks ago, and you know, he was he, 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 he was just going his whole thought process on that whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, like I said, you know, uh, I, I mean, I think I mean, you know, I have my thoughts about it, but you know, I think like I said, I mean. I'm excited for him. I think it'd be good for him. <laughs> um, you know, I think, you know, Jared benefited by coming back. Mesa benefited by coming back. Um, I would imagine the same would happen for him. All right. And have you found yourself knowing the NBA game has become so much about the three-pointer? Um, do you find yourself in some of your shooting sessions uh, floating out there, Freddie, or are you still kind of – you feel like you're, uh, you need to kind of stay down there close to the rim? Oh, yeah. No, I mean – Definitely, like I said, three-pointer is, you know, three is worth more than two. That's been the, 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 the stats have shown it. The winning teams have shown it. I'm definitely out there the perimeter, starting out there in the corners. Um, I kind of set that short corner shot in college a lot, so I just took I just took two more steps out. You know, now I'm shooting that corner three. Um, so something I'm working on. It's coming together nicely, kind of awesome my shooting form a little bit, but uh, I'm happy with the progress, and I'm, 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 I'm going to keep hammering away at it. All right. Well, you've always been a good free throw shooter. There'll never be a hacky, a hack of Freddie type situation. I, you know, and, and, no, you've seen there's been some rough moments in some of these playoffs. I'm sure you're watching yeah. it. And uh, by the way, yeah. is, that, is that Nick Nurse? Is he? Uh, he seems like an interesting guy. Is, is are there any similarities with Scott Drew? I mean, this guy seems extremely uh, emotional. Obviously, won a title there with Kawhi. What? What's? Uh, what? Is, who does he? Does he remind you of anybody, or is he really unique? He's just kind of really unique. I mean, you know, I think I think you know both are great coaches, Coach Drew and, and Coach Nurse. Um, but yeah, no, Coach Nurse. Yeah, I mean, he's just you know just a straight shooter, likes to try new things. Um, you know, uh, trust his players. I mean, it's just I mean, um, and then in terms of you know, this is just, uh, it's just it's just different. I think you know he has his, he has his own unique way of approaching the game and approaching basketball and approaching players. But um, I like it personally. Okay, it is unique. By the way, I'm starting to see some Raptors jerseys. Um, around Central Texas. All right, Freddie. So you're starting to, uh, you're already having an impact, and um, and we it was always fun to have you back. I appreciate you jumping on with us.